more than 500 in 2022 and more than 1,500 in 2023. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes and their family. Join Tunnels to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. There's a lot to like about 77 WABC. Talk radio. Like New York's number one news talk morning radio show. Sitting friends in the morning waking you up weekdays at 6. Like the best talk lineup in talk. Plus 77 WABC news updates around the clock. Like on weekends, we dance to the music with Cousin Brucie. Cousin Bruce Morrow. And so much more. 77 WABC. This ball is Tonight at 7 p.m. kicks off opening weekend for your Staten Island Ferryhawks. And 77 WABC has your free tickets. Hi, this is Homer Bush, manager of the Staten Island Ferryhawks. Come out to the stadium, bring the family, come watch some great baseball. Join 77 WABC hosts and the Staten Island Ferryhawks for opening night this Friday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Go to wabcradio.com slash ferryhawks for your free pair of tickets. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. This is the 77 WABC News Hour with Noah Layden. Yeah, that's me, 531. Good morning. It's Friday, April 28th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy this morning, then on and off showers this afternoon. High 56 tonight, overnight. Periods of rain, low 49. Saturday rain, high 53. Sunday rain, high 59. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 46 and cloudy in Hastings on the Hudson in Westchester. 45 and cloudy in Mawa, New Jersey. And it's 48 and cloudy right here in Mid. Town. So much to get to as we work our way up to the six o'clock hour. Sid and friends in the morning. We'll start with what is a really disturbing story out of Indiana. Multiple staffers at an Indiana elementary school facing criminal charges after police say they told a special education student to eat his own vomit with a spoon. Here's the Bloomsburg police captain, Jennifer Barrett. There was an internal process that was going on within the school corporation about a completely independent issue. And it was during this process that this information was discovered. The alleged incident involved a seven-year-old boy happened at an elementary school caught on video. How they got the video afterwards, we don't know. Thank God they did. As a, If you have a special needs person in your life and have somebody in my family, this is, by the way, your worst possible fear is that when you send them off to a classroom and if they're nonverbal, I don't know if that's the case here, but if they're nonverbal, uh, they can't communicate incidences, incidents like this back to you. And so when I read these stories, it's just enraging. And I want them to throw the book at these guys because it's uh, you're supposed to be a teacher looking after these kids, not some sicko making a video that probably was uploaded on some uh, social media site. 533, tenants, landlords showing up to the Rent Guidelines Board meeting to voice their concerns about this proposed 15% hike for rent-stabilized apartments. The board sets the rents for roughly 1 million rent-stabilized tenants and their property owners. They had a hearing yesterday. Uh, here's people who would be very upset if it went up 15%. I'm trying to enjoy what life is left. 
you know, while, without worrying about so many um, problems. It's really striking to hear because it's sort of going backwards. Um, and we're trying to move forward. So the board voted for the highest rent increase in a decade. That was last year. This year, it's considering a potentially uh, unprecedented hike of more than 8% on one-year leases and nearly 16% on two-year leases. Michael Tobin represents 25,000 landlords dealing with rise in energy bills, uh, repair costs, property taxes. By the way, a lot of these building owners, they're not people who have millions of dollars. They're small-time owners who own apartments here and there, and uh, they say they can't keep up unless they get a rent hike. The owners of stabilized buildings are private owners providing a public benefit, and the numbers just have stopped making sense. So the average rent for New York City studio apartment right now is 3400 Now, if you're one of these rent-stabilized apartments, you're not paying anywhere near that. 535, oh, by the way, should say the final vote on the new rent will come in June. New York City Council passing a package of bills aimed to improve traffic safety. One measure backed by Councilwoman uh, Selvina Brooks-Powers requires the Department of Transportation to expand sight lines at intersections uh, to uh, so you can sort of see what's going on. Every year, far too many New Yorkers are victimized by preventable traffic violence. Last year, 255 lives were lost to traffic violence. You know, some of this including is Including 16 oh, young children. Oh, sorry there, Councilwoman. Some of these people, some of these cars sometimes are parked too close to the end of the block and you can't see where you're going when you're making a turn. They want to fix things like that. A serial bank robber facing charges after his parole officer recognized him from surveillance video of another robbery. This guy probably shouldn't have been on the streets. 54-year-old Gerald DeRose admitted he choked an 80-year-old woman inside a Ridgewood Savings Bank in Queens on April 6th while demanding $205 from the tower. So this woman was at the tower. This creep came up behind her, put her in a chokehold, and told the tower that he would kill this woman if she didn't hand over money. So thankfully, the tower did about $250. This woman says she had just walked out of the bank and easily could have been this idiot's victim. That could have very well have been me that day also. You know, I feel sorry for the woman it happened to. I don't know her, but it could have been me. You want money? Fine, I understand it. But but you don't have to hurt people. Surveillance images from the violent robbery show the suspect's hand around the woman's neck. Uh, thank God this parole officer recognized him from the video. He waited for him to show up for a parole meeting. Uh, I think that's a weekly thing in this guy's case, and then turned him over to detectives. Uh, he's been busted for, he's a serial bank robber. He's been busted many times before, but had gotten out. 537, traffic, transit, weather on the sevens. Here's Joe Noah. Well, again, hang out there this morning. There are a couple of things you need to know. First of all, we were noticing that uh, delay on the Garden State Parkway northbound. That's because of that construction that's up there. Two lanes are out, two left lanes between 153 and 156. So as you had northbound on the parkway, there are delays up in that area and pretty good ones, actually. On the turnpike northbound, the inner roadway is closed on the overnight. That, again, because of road work. Let's stay in New Jersey. 287 looks to be pretty good. All the way from Mawa right down into Morristown, you shouldn't have any problem on 80 and 280. 287 uh, further south, also doing pretty well right to uh, the New Jersey Turnpike. The Turnpike itself, other than that inner roadway being closed in the overnight, moving very nicely. 
at or above the speed limit on the Garden State Parkway pretty much end-to-end. Now, up in Westchester on 287, we have slow traffic coming into exit 6. There is a collision there. They're still in the process of getting that out of the way, starting to build now inbound on the Gowanus Expressway from about the Prospect Expressway right on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. You're slow coming inbound on the LIE now, or sluggish, as you start to come in through Queens Boulevard further back as well, around Main Street, a little bit of a delay. No problem, so in Suffolk or Nassau County, both doing very, very well this morning. Again, without really much of a problem. If you're up in the Bronx, Again, in very good shape in both directions. Out on the I-95, the Cross Bronx Expressway from end to end. Also, as you start to head on the Bronx River Parkway, we're so, a little slow. Again, don't forget that road work up there in the Bronx as you come in through what Co-op City. A little bit of a delay at that point. And mass transit at this point running right on or close to schedule. Alternate side is in effect. Now, from the Ramsey Mazda weather desk. Today, rainy, high 58. Same thing tonight, low 50. Tomorrow, more rain. High 51, and then Sunday, even more. It's going to be a lousy weekend. High 53. It's 50 degrees. I'm Joe Nolan. Talk Radio 77 WABC. But at least it's the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's the upside. Is like, all right, so you just watch a lot of Netflix. and uh, Yeah, exactly. It's only your hockey on Saturday. Oh, that's true. Fine. That's, yeah, that's going to be big for you. It'll be big, 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 big. I, By the way, yes, I think the Devils are going to win in, at the Garden on Saturday night. Well, we'll see. Yeah, that's just my prediction. That'd three be great, to, three we'll to one. We'll see. Three to one. Put it on FanDuel. All right. I'm writing it down. Three to one. <laughs> <laughs> WABC News Time 539. Uh, New Yorkers reacting to Mayor Adams' budget, which calls for a substantial amount of money to be dedicated to the 50,000 migrants that have come here from the U.S. southern border since last spring. Figure out some better way to do it. You can't just take it out on New Yorkers. It's a national problem. It should be a shared expense. But it also pushed back things for the homeless, too. City Hall says uh, they project that the migrant issue is going to cost them $4 billion. The city expecting some federal money, but not a lot. So guess what? Uh, New Yorkers will pay for it, and many of them unhappy to hear that. I'll pay all the taxes that are necessary. I think the federal government needs to give us some more money and help us that way. I feel for the migrants, but all you have to do is point to Madison Square Garden. They pay zero in property taxes. Yeah, he's on to something there. 540, Anti-Defamation League opening a new satellite office in Brooklyn because of a huge uptick in hate crimes there against the Jewish community in the borough in recent years. Um, It's all against, or 99% of it is against identifiable Jews, right? So it's the Orthodox Jews who wear a kippah, a yarmulke, wear the black coats, and those are the ones who are being attacked. This is targeted, hateful violence attacking the most visible making them the most vulnerable segment of our community. I found this stat the most interesting. Here we are in New York City, which has the largest Jewish population in the world outside of Israel. And the ADL says nearly half the anti-Semitic attacks in the nation took place in Brooklyn last year. That's a wild number. 541, let's go out to Long Island and talk about dopey drivers. The Jericho Union Free School District hoping to catch drivers' attention about the dangers of passing a stop school bus with the operation called Operation Safe Stop. Uh, The district has put cameras on all buses, and when that arm opens that tells drivers to stop in both directions and those lights flash, there'll be a camera on that arm. That's how bad it's gotten, right? There used to be a time where 
if the bus stopped and those lights flashed, you stopped. I mean, there's kids getting off a bus, but apparently a lot of people paid no attention to that and blow right through it. Here's a bus driver in Jericho talking to News 12, says she sees it happen all the time. I am very concerned every time I drop the student off. Um, and there are people that just blow past my stop sign. Scary. Yeah, I mean, what is wrong with people? Uh, and she's seen some almost accidents over her 15 years behind the wheel. I get very angry that this person potentially could have, you know, hurt a student or killed a student. I get really angry when I hear that. I mean, what's wrong with you? Stop. It's flashing lights. takes 40 seconds for the kids to get off the bus, maybe another 40 seconds for that bus to pull away. It's all about saving those kids' lives. 542, did you hear about Stu Leonard Sr.? Uh, He is the founder of the famous grocery store chain that shared his name. He passed away, 93 years old. He opened that first Stu Leonard's in 1969. It was a retail dairy store. And he designed the store to be a place where kids could watch milk being bottled. And they did in the early days. Then they put out a petting zoo outside the original store in Connecticut. It grew into a bigger chain. Now there's a one in Yonkers I used to take my kids to. Seven supermarkets in all. Uh, Stu Leonard Jr., who now has run the chain and has for a number of years, says his father was just a spectacular human being. No matter what happened, he had a, a positive, inspirational, hopeful outcome to the future. He was Every morning he'd wake up and journal in a book, and it was called That's Good Book. I'd call him up and say, Dad, come on over and let's walk around the store. And he'd come over here. We'd spend hours walking through the store together. Um, customers would hug him and kiss him. Team members would hug him and kiss him. And he just beamed ear to ear. That was his joy. Yeah, so the son turned this store, Stu Leonard's, into a $600 million family-owned and operated business. Uh, the father retired from his formal role in the family business in the 1990s. And... Uh, uh, Stu Leonard Jr. got to have this great moment with his father not too long ago. He sat down and he decided to thank his dad for all he had done for him. And I thought this was kind of moving. I wrote him a three-page thank you letter for being my dad. And I just expressed what he meant to me in my whole life. And I read it to him. We both cried. My mom was there, too. And, and uh, I feel so great that I did that, you know, that I was able to to tell him how much I loved him and what he did for me. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, fantastic idea, right? Uh, most people never have that moment or get that moment to tell people or their parents, especially if they did appreciate them, how much they did. He did. Uh, Leonard died at Lenox Hill Hospital after a brief illness and uh, survived by his wife of 70 years, four children and 13 grandchildren. 545 now. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk and Justin Allen. Well, thank you, Noam Aladen, and not the showing Rangers fans were expecting out of their hockey team last night in Newark with the Devils beaten up on the Blue Shirts to the tune of a 4-0 Game 5 score to take a three games to two advantage over New York in the series. Eric Hall stole the show with two goals for New Jersey while Andre Pilato opened the scoring and Dawson Mercer made it 3-0. Late in the third with his goal, with their backs up against the wall now, the Rangers head back home to MSG for Game 6, where they'll fight for their survival. Gerard Gallant and Adam Fox, they spoke on the Game 5 loss following the game. Yeah, for Gerard, we've been in this position before, you know, last year twice in the first round, we're down 3-2, so see what we can do. Go back home on Saturday and uh, rally the troops and get it going. We've been in this spot before, so, uh, you know, we didn't want to put ourselves in this position, but 
yeah, like you just said, we're going back to MSG. Obviously, uh, you know, we like playing there. We didn't have success last year. Obviously, we didn't take care of business earlier, but a uh, good opportunity for us here. Puck drop for game six is scheduled for tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Heading outdoors to the Diamond. The boys are back on track with both the Mets and Yankees grabbing wins on the night. Alonzo and McNeil came up big for the Mets and are out to their 9-8 victory over the visiting Washington Nationals to salvage that series finale. As for the Yanks, they used back-to-back dingers from LeMahieu and Torres to finish off the Rangers in Arlington by score 4-2. Up next for the Mets is a four-game set with the division rival Atlanta Braves set to begin at 7-10 p.m. tonight at City Field. The Yankees get game two of their four-game set with the Rangers tonight at 8.05 p.m. So, you Eastern know, time. I am not wearing boxer shorts today. No oh. underwear. None. Wow. Join the club. Did Really? I'm, neither of you wearing underwear? I never wear That's underwear. That's disgusting. Oh. I never do. Well, they're all dirty, my underwear. <laughs> okay. I, have to do, I have to do laundry uh, yeah. later on tonight or oh. tomorrow before Ava comes home. Let me ask you a question. So, I'm wearing sweatpants yeah. today, which right. I never wear to work. Right. Never. I'm usually so well-dressed. But sweatpants and... Um, Freeballing, oh, as Tom Petty once said. Yeah, that's okay. the way you got to do it. I don't know what's so wrong with freeballing. I'm going to wash my pants anyways. All right, okay. So, you know. Are you doing sports? Yeah. yeah. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, NFL round dra- NFL draft, round one. 15th overall pick last night. The Jets selected Will McDonald. And uh, with the 24th overall pick, the Giants selected Deontay Banks, good cornerback out of Maryland. Here was sports. Back to you, Noam. I'm Justin Allen. By the way, uh, Justin, I told Joe Nolan mm-hmm. that uh, Saturday night the Devils will finish off the Rangers 3-1. to one. Uh-huh. Bet the money, because last time I bet money on this, I picked St. Peter's to go to the Final Eight, NCAA tournament. It meant a lot of money. 3-1 yeah. Okay. Uh, on Saturday night. Put it, put it down. You want right me now. to do that, too? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm <laughs> not going to, but thank you. 547, <laughs> traffic, transit, and weather on the sevens, right? 3-1, that sounds about right That's to you, doesn't you it? you said, 3-1, I'll okay. be great. But, okay. you know, long way to go yet in this right. series. It's three not one. over by any stretch yet. Take it to the bank, 3-1. All right, northbound Garden State Parkway. We're heavy into 153 through 156. Again, the two left lanes were out there. That for road work on Jersey Turnpike. We had some overnight road work on the inner roadway. That should just about be open by now if it isn't already. If you're inbound George Washington Bridge, the upper level at mid-span, a disabled tractor trailer in the right lane, that's causing delays already. Uh, Not quite a delay into the toll barrier yet, but still that tractor trailer, hopefully they'll get it out of the way very, very shortly. 287 in Westchester on the eastbound side at exit 6. An accident that in the process of being cleared up and out of the way. Building up a little more now as you start to head inbound on the LIE. We're slow through the Cross Island Parkway. And then actually quite slow now from the Grand Central right into Queens Boulevard. If you're out in the Van Wyck in both directions, we've got a lot of slow traffic heading through Atlantic Avenue this morning. Uh, the earlier road work there was slow coming off of the belt, getting onto the Cross Island, heading towards Kennedy, and then inbound. On the Gowanus PQE from the Prospect on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Again, quite a bit of heavy traffic in that area. No difficulties at all on Staten Island. Everything rolling right along. Turnpike and Parkway look to be good. In fact, we just got word they have picked up that road work on the Turnpike. So all lanes have been reopened. 82, 80, 78, all that in New Jersey. Again, doing very well. Transit Authority delays on the number six trains. Also on the F trains and alternate side is in effect. Again, the weather forecast, not a good one, unfortunately, for the weekend. Kind of a washout, actually. Rain today, high 58 tonight, more rain, low 50. Then tomorrow, more rain, 51. And then Sunday, even more rain, the high 53. It's 50 degrees. I'm Joe Nolan. Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC News Time 549. You heard how uh, rainy the forecast is this weekend. So probably a great weekend to sit and watch a movie. My favorite movie critic, 77 WABC's Joe Malisi, looks back at the secret life of Walter Mitty. Today, I want to talk about a movie that's really special to me. 
This is Cinema in 60 Seconds. Usually in these segments, I talk about new releases that you can watch during your weekend relaxation. But today, I want to talk about my favorite movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. This movie follows Walter, a man who always has his head in the clouds, looking for something more in life. When his company announces that they're closing, Walter must take the biggest risk of his life to track down a photo that is the quintessence of life itself. This movie means so much to me. While there are times where Walter's daydreams take over, his character is very grounded and relatable. The story is simple but beautiful, and it leaves me speechless every time I watch it. While it may not be the best movie ever made, it has impacted me as a person and will continue to affect me as I continue through life, passion, and the pursuit of something more. I'm Joe Malisi with Cinema in 60 Seconds. All right, you can check out Joe Malisi's review online, by the way, and some some clips of the movie if you head over to WABCRadio.com. Okay, let's catch you up on some of the big stories of the morning. It looks like a state budget deal might be in place very soon after weeks of back and forth. Governor Hochul announcing a tentative deal on a roughly $229 billion state budget that would provide major changes to bail reform laws, increase the minimum wage, and give money to the MTA. The agreement announced would boost the minimum wage from 15 to 17 bucks here in the city. It would go to 17 in Westchester and Long Island by 2026, the rest of the state by 27. The MTA would receive a big boost as well, $1.1 billion in funding. And among the biggest changes would be the state's bail laws. Judges in New York would have more discretion to jail people awaiting trials for alleged crimes. Uh, Senator Tom O'Mara a Republican up in Albany, says uh, he hopes lawmakers will have some time to review this budget before they have to vote on it. So it's massive. There's a lot in there, will be a lot in there. There's a lot unknown. And then a Long Island family suing the Central Islip School District over the bullying of their 13-year-old daughter. They would call her names like, she's a monkey. They would call her N-word. They would tell her, um, she's ugly. This bullying really intense. Antoinette Thomas says a group of girls allegedly responsible for the bullying that went on for more than a year. The parents filing a complaint had 20 meetings with the middle school. 20. The teen's parents have filed a notice of claim now, becoming the third family. In recent weeks, to make the same accusations against the Central Islip School District. Going to the school and bringing this to them and asking for help is like talking to brick because I'm getting nowhere. Text messages show the girl's writing. She's upset uh, that uh, people told her to go away. I almost like I had her in forced jail because I was so afraid that she would do something to herself. Yeah, I mean, of course, that's a parent's worst fear. Uh, so far, the school has not made much comment on this case, especially now that there's litigation involved. 552, there is a campaign uh, underway to save AM radio after several U.S. automakers announced they would remove the dial from some of their newer models, including electric vehicles. We've had the campaign here at 77 WABC for a while now, but thankfully others are getting involved. Florida Senator Rick Scott receiving emails from concerned listeners, and he says he's been paying attention. Absolutely, we ought to be, be keeping AM radio um, in the uh, in our cars. The National Association of Broadcasters points out that more than 80 million Americans each month depend on AM radio to cover weather alerts, news, and even high school football games. And, and well, you get to listen to the news hour when you listen to AM radio. We've got to do everything we can to create opportunities for people to communicate. 
We got people safe. I think we got six or seven million people evacuate. And the storm kept moving on us, but as it moved around the state, people took heed and you know, got into shelters, and we opened 700 shelters. And he said that was because of AM radio. They knew what was going on. You can sign our petition, by the way, and you should right away. Go to wabcradio.com to sign that Save AM Radio petition right now. Raul, the escaped peacock up in the Bronx Zoo, he's back home. After spending Thursday morning roosting in a tree in the Bronx, he got out of the zoo. The wayward bird had been perched in the tree before uh, it was 8 p.m. on Wednesday night after flying off zoo grounds. Uh, peacocks, if you've ever been to the Bronx Zoo, they just roam around. They're not behind bars or anything. A crowd of people, of course, gathered when they saw this peacock just roaming around the Bronx, taking pictures and walking towards it. It's cool, but it needs to be back in the zoo. It needs to be safe where it's supposed to be. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. They'll go back by themselves. When they see that there's not enough food and nobody pays attention to them, they'll go back. Well, that guy was right. In fact, the peacock went on back on its own. Despite all efforts from the NYPD, FDNY, to safely capture this beautiful bird, he appeared to make it quite clear he wanted to stay perched up high in this tree. And then yesterday, yeah, he just flew back over the fence. Maybe he was hungry or just wanted to go home and see mom and dad, but he's back in the zoo. Jerry Springer, no doubt you heard this, the one-time mayor and news anchor whose namesake TV show featured this three-ring circus of dysfunctional families, uh, died yesterday at 79 of cancer. At its peak, the Jerry Springer show was just a ratings powerhouse known for chair-throwing and bleep-filled arguments. Uh, It was a favorite American guilty pleasure over its 27-year run. At some points, it even topped the Oprah Winfrey show. And Springer never apologized for the fact that the show was just crazy nuts. He said that the show it is what it is. He started the show as a politics show and realized he couldn't make any money that way. So he said chair throwing was a whole lot better. People know me because of the show. So I understand that whatever identity I have is because of what we put on the show. And our show is as silly, crazy, outrageous, sometimes as stupid as you can get. So there were 4,000 episodes over all those years. The most entertaining part was that he would do this just god-awful show of like, you know, uh, lesbian nuns who hate vampires. I mean, it would be some crazy topic like that. And then he would try to bring it all together at the end. Do you remember this? He would do this thing at the end called The Final Thought, which I guess just made him feel better about the hour he had just put on. Cry when we're hurt. We all want to be We are all the same. We all want to be happy. We cry when we're hurt. We're angry when we've been mistreated. And to be liked, accepted, and respected, not to mention loved, is the greatest gift of all. Yeah, interesting background that I did not know about. He was born in a London Underground Railway, uh, railway station that was being used as a bomb shelter in 1994. His parents were German Jews who had fled England during the Holocaust, and they made their way here to the U.S. Uh, at one point, he was an aide to Robert F. Kennedy in his ill-fated 1968 presidential campaign, then went on, uh, became mayor of Cincinnati for a year, then a news anchor and a very popular one in Cincinnati and then uh, then took on the Jerry Springer show, which um, uh, he held on to for all those years, 4,000 episodes. Anyway, dying yesterday at the age of 57. WABC time check is 557, sponsored by Boulevard Watches. And at 557, it's time for traffic, transit, and weather on the 7s. Here's Joe Nolan. Well, if you're heading out of the George Washington Bridge, now we've got ourselves a bit of a problem. There's a 10-minute delay 
Heading to the upper level, a disabled tractor-trailer ride up at mid-span. The two right lanes are going to be out of service as you start to head inbound George Washington Bridge. So just be aware that that's on the upper level. Lower level only, minor delay at this point. Then heading inbound at the Holland, you've got 5 to 10 from 1 to 9. No delay at all from the New Jersey Turnpike, and we're good. Heading inbound at the Lincoln Tunnel. New York State Thruway northbound between 11 and 12. Uh, that road work that's there on the overnight, they're in the process of getting that out of the way. Northbound Garden State Parkway, 153 to 156. Road construction, two lanes are out of service as you come through there. That should be out of the way shortly as well. Now, if you're heading out on the Long Island Expressway this morning, again, we're in really good shape as you head westbound in Nassau and Suffolk County. Delays building, though, in the city as you come through the fairgrounds getting into uh, the area of Queens Boulevard. You're also looking at some slow traffic coming off of the Belt Parkway onto the Cross Island heading towards Kennedy. Both ways on the Belt, we look good. Inbound Gowanus BQE, quite slow now. Coming away from the Prospect Expressway coming up to uh, the Brooklyn Bridge. And then, as we said, in New Jersey, things seem to be moving along pretty nicely this morning. And alternate side of the street, parking rules and regulations are in effect in mass transit. Everybody there seems to also be more or less on or close to schedule. On the commuter rails, on the subways, the 6 and the F, though, both are going to have delays. Weather forecast, rain today, high 58. Tonight, more rain, low 50, and that's basically what you've got tomorrow and Sunday. The high tomorrow will be 51. The high on Sunday will be 53. It is 50 degrees right now in Central Park. I'm Joe Nolan with traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC time check 558, sponsored by Bolivar Watches. Discover finely crafted timepieces available at Macy's. I should point out Jerry Springer died at age 79. I think I said 57. My brain, it's Friday brain. Yeah. 559, let's head over to uh, Justin Ellick, find out what's happening on the big Friday show, Sid and Friends in the Morning. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Noam. Friday it is indeed. Thank the good Lord. Um, so we got a big program for you coming up on this Friday morning. Bottom of the chat. You don't want to miss the mini cast clip of the day today. It'll feature Dominic Carter. 940 this morning. We'll play the Friday edition of the Peerless Boilers Sid's Take Trivia Game in the Wave. Guest 705 in studio here. Curtis Sliwa for his third and final segment with Sid this week. 740 a.m. Senator Ron Johnson will be joining the program. 805 Glenn Rice. 825 will do some nuggets with Noam Layden. And 840 this morning. Joe Tacopina, fresh off his cross-examination of E. Jean Carroll yesterday. Hmm. All right. Be very curious to hear what he has to say. Well, I'm sure you will be, no? Yeah. All right. We're out of here on this uh, Friday morning. We'll do it all over again Monday morning. Have a fantastic...